this episode is really look at it from God's point of view. Whenever we feel like we don't have what people want, they tend to distance themselves. But the thing is, God is just that intentional even in that. It's not that they pushing away from you. That's God drawing you to him, yourself, unto himself, so you can know that only he can do for you. Every time we're in a situation where it doesn't look like we have the resources or the tools or the ingredients to come up with a recipe. I'm going to use food because, you know, that tends to win people a lot because people like to eat. But what I'm saying is, is that when it comes to that recipe, we become more creative to use what we have because that's us working our faith. Do you know every recipe that you and I use, what we have to make what we want, there's something that we can eat. Just to say we have something, it tends to be better a lot of the times than when we go out and have all the resources and all the ingredients to make a meal. Because we're using more faith, we're using more love, we're using more peace, we're using more of the fruits to release in that food to come up with that recipe. We've been creative, using what we got. That's why people who tend to not earthly have anything, they're the ones who stand together strong because they're making it work. That's why a lot of our mothers have character in their generation and their mothers and mothers because they knew how to make it work. Going back to the plantations, they knew how to make it work. Yes, we live in a barn. We all slaves. And yes, we eat the slots, but we know how to make it work. Yeah, we're in the cotton, but we still singing songs that this too shall pass and we overcoming. You understand? We going out and we coming on top because we know how to make it work. Way in the water. We know how to make it work. We know how to go through to get through to the other side. Knowing how to make it work. When you know how to make it work, that means I'm going to use what I got to get the results that I need because I'm not going to sit here and wait for things to come in order for me to do because I'm going to be starving. Just the same thing. The same thing goes in the spiritual realm. I'm going to be starving. If I wait to do in order to see, I'm going to be starving spiritually. Because I'm going to keep waiting for God to do what he's waiting for me to already know I have a right to. Starving. How many times you got in your kitchen and you made it work? Didn't know you could come up with something that tastes so good with things that appear to be so less because you made it work. You can do a lot with rice. You can do a lot with chicken. You can do a lot with just one substance making it work. Come on. You can do a lot with giving a thanks. You know how to make it work. So let me tell you this about your business. And those of you who are on a job. Business. Still a part of business. That business can't supersede God's business. That business is because of God's business. You want to go far in your business. 
But the thing is, the only way you could go where you want to go is if you allow him to take you there. It's not, God, I have these ideas, so what do you think? No, Father, I need your ideas regarding how I think. There's a big difference. Don't think about you when it comes to your business. Think about your purpose and you're not going to be here long. So your business is going to be, you understand, a form of what you have succeeded here in the earth. That's why we got places like Mario's that have been around for so long because they thought about people and not thought about themselves. People are going to love what I do. People are going to love what I have to bring. This is going to bless so many people, not people going to be blessing me. I'm going to come up with this invention so I can be rich, so I can be prosperous. Prosperity is not natural. Success is not even natural. So if you're thinking of it to show up naturally, you're wrong. Because I'm successful, the resources show up to release what I am because of who I am. It releases what and who. You're blessed. That's what you are. You're a child of God. That's who you are. Bless. Know how to make it work. You're not to be in that situation too long. Stop having business to get money to pay bills. That's not why you're here. That means you did not give that establishment back over to God. It's not supposed to be some good days and some negative days. We don't have no bad days with God. See, your business has to be supernatural. Is it supernatural? See, honesty is what brings miracles, signs, and wonders. So if you want that, I'm going to need your honesty. Stop thinking about you, your family, your well-being when it comes to your business, when it comes to your job. You're not on there to work. You're there to work, not work. You understand? You're about his work when it comes to work and not the work that they want you to work. That's why we feel worked out. Feel like they worked us. Got over on us. When God said we step over, but they trying to get over. Mm. Can't think about you regarding what you called to do. You got to think about everybody else. When it comes to marriage, it's not about you. It's about what God called you to do regarding everybody else. God said to me, Quenisha, you know, a wedding, and he used me as an example, your wedding is not about you, how beautiful you look, how beautiful the ceremony is, how nice the groom look. It's not about any of that, but that is beautiful. Yes, it is. But the significance of the union is unity. Everybody is coming to be unified. Unified for why we are all here, because we're not staying here. We're going home eventually. So the covenant is permanently, but it's not to be a covenant for here permanently. It starts out in the mind of God, intimately, in the heart of God, passionately, and then God speak that 
naturally and it manifests and it changed the world perpetually because of a supernatural God. And yet we are also supernatural. Made here. So what we call to do is not to stay here. It started in the mind. He released it here in the earth and we leave here and go home with the same covenant. So we don't make investments permanently here. The investments is to be permanently for home. But it benefits us while we're here. And for those who are coming after us. Until Christ comes back to receive us all again. So when you think about your wedding day, Quenisha, I want you not to think of people just giving to you. Like it's your day. It's his day. It's your day. I want you to, to think of it as it's you giving back to them that day. Wow. Wow. Instead of them celebrating you, you two going to celebrate them. Wow. Because it wouldn't have been no you two standing in agreement and standing on one accord and making it through the way you got to to be where you are if it wasn't for all of them there. Woo! You better hear that. We make it so much about us. And, it's, and you know what? It's supposed to be a beautiful occasion. It's a ceremony. But it's a celebrate. It's a celebrate. Not just the bride and groom, but the bride and groom first celebrate. When it comes to being relational, those who are there. And that's how we honor God. Because we take it off of us. Every time we take it off of us and put it on others, that's how we glorify God. See, we serve a God that could have said, you know what, in the commandments, just love me with all your heart. That's it, because I'm God. Our God so good. He said, love me. And with the same love you love me, love that with your neighbor. Mm. Love your neighbor with the love you love me with because love is who I am. So love who I am. Love what I am as your creator also upon them. Mm. Look how sweet he is. I said, okay, God. Okay. You have to stop saying you hate something. I had to stop saying in my heart, I hate how this preparation is. Can't stand it. Why? Because you can't understand it. See, you feel so good that you don't understand how good you actually feel that it feels bad. You know what? I got to get up. I'm going to tell you something. I had a dream. I'm going to tell you this. I was going down an escalator. Hear this. Hallelujah. That's simple, God. I'm telling you. You know, I just got a message and I got to allow Holy Spirit to thank you. See, when I, when you never, we calm down, Holy Spirit moves more freely. You know, I had a dream. I'm going down the escalator and a woman appeared to be unconscious and she passed out at the steps, the bottom of the step. So when I began to pick her up, she became a puppet. And there was a lady appearing in front of her that was an angel. It was like, and she, she said, she picked up the puppet and was like, see, doesn't it feel good to help people? See, that was a plan. That was a test without being an earthly test. That was an opportunity to see how much of a good steward I am. Because everybody else kept walking past her. Like she passed on the bottom of the escalator. That was stupid. No, I'm like, oh my God, let me go help this lady. Now, in reality, many of us are going to go and help, of course. But in this dream, God didn't have it that way. It was only for me to do. Am I going to do it or walk past this lady? 
And I, I went and ran. And all of a sudden, she became a puppet. It wasn't even a lady for real. It, it became a stuffed animal that they picked up off the ground. And the angel said, doesn't it feel good to help people? Doesn't it feel good to be a good help? Love feels good and love feels bad. And she broke down bad to turn into good. And I was like, wow. So sometimes things can seem so bad because it's happening so good. That's the purpose God used me to make right now. Seem like it's so bad because it's so good. That pain may feel so bad because it's so good for you. That situation may look so bad, but it's so good. That situation bringing togetherness. See, many of us used to argue and fuss and fight with people under the same roof. And if something happened, then we don't even think about arguing anymore. We're more concerned about how you are. How you doing that work? How you doing with your body? How you doing in ministry? How you doing with your relations? How you doing? We care more about the important things. And that's how intention, intentional, excuse me, God, intentions are. It seems so bad, but it's really so good. They love it ache, but that's a good ache. You don't understand what's going on, but you understand good that you don't have to understand in order to believe so good. It seems so unappealing because it's so beautiful. Everything that seems like it's trouble and it's, it's unbecoming. This is so beautiful because it triumphs. We're giving a wrong cell. We're crying, Father, hurry up. No, but Father, it feels so good. This patience that I don't even know how to work at this level. It just feels so good because I'm in the right place to have to push past. I'm on a new level that I don't know where I am because I've never been this way. So I have to come alongside with you to come up high and understand how powerful I just became. And how glorious it really looks. Woo. God. David with the sheep looking so powerful, but naturally not. Christ walking here unappealing. And yet that was Isaiah's prophecy and they still didn't believe. You see glory in the flesh. Salvation in the flesh. And denied. Every opportunity. See, when you start seeing how God sees, see, we see broke, we see sick, we see uncomfortable, we see stressed, we see depressed, but God sees favor. You can never go down again when you walk in with God. You only go down when we're not. And he pissed what's called. He picked us up. He said, I keep your feet from being moved. I keep you from stumbling if you want to be kept by me. But if you walk away from me, how can you stand? If I say it must crumble down because it's not standing upon a solid foundation. Now, the next portion of this. When it comes to your business, give it over to God. It has to be supernatural. 
Everything about it has to be supernatural. It has to be. Because what you do here also is what you do in the kingdom. It has to be supernatural. You can't think about what you do because of what you can get. Yeah, we say unto the glory of God, but we're really doing this for us to win, to win some, you know, coins. Come on. I get money out of this. I mean, it's to God be the glory. It's my gift. I'm using my gift to do what? Get paid. That's not why he's giving you the gift. Now, people do so into your life, but that's not why you release the gift. It happens, but that's not why you are called. In any case, you would just put the money in your hand because you are called. You don't have to need nobody to do it unto you. Because he's the one who called you, not them. Mm. You know, many people are nicer to those who have money because that's something that they want. Let me go in the store with a suitcase filled with money and somebody come in there with just $10. Who many of them going to want to receive more? The one with the suitcase. Come on, come on. If I go into a phone store, I want an iPhone 80. Somebody want an iPhone 7. Who are they going to want to serve first? Mm -hmm. Because they get commissions. Mm. Earthly commission. You understand? We invest so much in what we want to see for our natural bodies, our natural health, our natural wealth, our natural family way of living. We're taking our eyes off of what God really wants to do with our business. Because our business is because of his business. How far do God want to take you in your business? Then let him take you. Let him take you. Because you stand out because no one can do what he put in you to do, even though others are called to do what you do, but no one else is called to do it how you do it. That's your uniqueness, how you do it. You don't give up how you do things. You give up why you do things. Mm. That's like you're married. You know, when you're intimate, you don't, you know, tell how you are intimate. You give a reason of, you know, why you love your spouse. Why you, you understand, love on them and care for them that much. You don't give how. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do it like this. You know, when we get home, we go in the room, we go, no one does that. Well, this is how I do my recipe. Who does that? This is how I came up with the invention God put in me. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. <laughs> so you have to know your how and your who. And don't confuse the two. Who? God. How? What are you doing? You? Let him do it with your company. Why don't you think about people instead of you? No, much more. Pray over your business every day. Not for money. Mm-mm. That people receive what God wants to do through them because of what you do for him. Let me give you a dream. It blew my mind. I'm in a house. I'm in a house. God used this as an example. I'm in a house. And everybody in the body, trust me, the body is not in the form of a body. We are members in the body of Christ. It's not the form of his body. It's not arms, legs. That's an illustration. That's not what it is, the exact. We have to learn first how to know when God is saying something direct or figurative. He never speaks indirect, but he would give us a purple. He would give us a mystery for us to go and dig. 
Because blessed are those who search and find. Blessed are those who knock and is open. Blessed are those who seek and find. Like I said before, blessed are those who ask and receive. Blessed are those who want more. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. For his name's sake. I'm in his house. And there are some going to work and some staying home. And the ones who were staying home, we were just sitting around. And I'm like, uh-uh, I got to get up and do something because those are working. They are out and about. They're working. They're at work. They're paying the bills and everything. I got to do something in this house. So I, I looked and I picked up a broom and people watching me. So I was like, this broom too small. This broom too medium. The biggest broom, uh, the straws are too hard for the floor. Let me just stick with the medium broom. So I started sweeping. And I'm going to tell you, it was so much dust on the floor. It was so much dust caked up. I was like, oh, my gosh. It's like I'm sweeping a, a shore filled with sand. That's like you go to the, you go to the beach with a broom trying to sweep, sweep the sand. It was like that on the floor. Like, are you kidding me? And the more I started doing it, the more it started getting up. Mm. And then people say, you know what? Let me start doing something. And I'm looking like, but I'm not saying anything. Why they're not picking up a broom or a mop and helping me? Because that's not what they're called to do in the body. We thinking about, oh, the arms and the feet and the legs. No, it's what you do in the body. It's not what limb is what gift mm, that you release in the body. We're putting too much emphasis on the limbs. We need to put emphasis on the gift, the gift of healing, prophecy while we're in the body. You understand? That's why many of us thinking, oh, the fivefold is just for the people who are called for that. We operate in the fivefold all day, but there are some who have offices due to it. Don't let nobody give you no name that God didn't give you. Some will give you a name. You're like, oh, I'm that. You don't even know. Or some would say, oh, you're this. And you're like, oh, that's not what God said. Just continue to serve. And God will definitely have you be called by your name. You understand? You know what's so amazing? Is that, uh, ooh, this is so good. In this dream, everybody started doing what they were supposed to do in the body. And we're thinking, I'm the legs, I'm the feet. No. So if the feet is not doing what it's supposed to do, then what am I going to do in the body? Wait till the feet get ready? Nah. God going to use us wherever we are needed. Trust me. You have to know that God is giving you a revelation of what he never said. It's things that we have said he said and he never did. And he's clarifying that. Like he said, I never said the last supper. That was Sunday's preaching. I said the first supper. And she was talking about the word us, everything with us. And it took everything in me not to yell. Don't forget Jesus. Ooh, Jesus. Jesus mean yes. And you already know us is us. Yes, us. Ooh, yes, my God. But I'm going to tell you. So everybody started doing what they were doing in the body. Just like John, John um, the one in the Bible, the disciple had to tell me, I never said I was the one that Christ loved the most. That was spoken about me. That was spoken for me. I never said that. Because I felt some type of way. What do you mean? I was like, I don't really care for that, John. And I'm going to be real. I was like, oh, John, I'm not feeling you said that in the Bible. I'm not feeling that. He came to me. I didn't say that, Quenisha. 
He had to come and straighten that thing out. I didn't say that. Thank you for clarifying it, John. I even went to Murray. I mean, Harriet taught me. Why do you look so mean, Harriet? How come in every picture you're not smiling? Oh, I receive a visitation. I'm telling you, when you ask, oh, you won't receive. She comes in my bedroom. Harriet taught me. She said, I wasn't smiling because I was hurt. I had a mission to fulfill, but it wasn't the way it was supposed to be. Because the man that God has given me, he thought I was dead and he married somebody else. My promise married somebody else because he thought I was dead. My first mission, I didn't know where I was going, but I wind up going to Philadelphia. But I didn't know where I was going. I just kept running to I couldn't run no more. And it wound up me being led by God to Philadelphia. Merlin to Philadelphia. And they were shooting that water when she jumped over the bridge, <coughs> her and her husband, and they thought she was dead. She made it through that water because she hid under there for some time and then swam. Her husband thought she was dead. You know, moments and moments and moments and moments and moments later, he remarried and he couldn't leave his wife. She was like, why not? Because she's pregnant. Oh, man. You have a baby too? Yeah. I thought you were dead. I'm not dead. Well, woman, why are you stay away so long? See? She was very hurt. She wound up married. But, you know, she wasn't really happy. Because, you know, you married the one who God called you to marry. It won't be the same to marry somebody else because the one that you really want wasn't available. It's like, okay, I can make this. You know, I'm happy too. But it's not set. See, to walk in purpose, we have to not deny what God said. So no matter what it looked like, you have to stand. I'm a living witness. They had to stand. He didn't stand. He thought she was dead. He made another move. He didn't seek God, basically, because God wouldn't have told him she was dead. His flesh was doing that. That was nothing but the devil. He didn't want him because you can imagine how many more had would have been spared and how much more him and her could have done together. But she had to do it alone because he wasn't available. And that's why she told me she wasn't smiling. She was hurt. My other half is with someone else. And he don't want me. He has a baby on the way. He thought I was dead. And it wasn't that he didn't want her. I take that back. It was that he thought she was dead. So it was like, dang, I thought you were dead. I thought you died. No, I'm right here. Let's go. She was like, let's go. I don't care. Let's go. You're mine. And he was like, I got a baby on the way. I can't. She's pregnant. I can't leave her. She didn't care. She was like, you can come with me. This is our purpose. I, I mean, look, you can raise that child. I can help you raise that child. The thing is, he didn't consider what God said. God would have blessed that. He had to do some explaining. I mean, hey, look, she's not dead. This is my wife. You know, I'm, hey, um, I mean, look, <laughs> that's an awkward situation, but it happens every day. It happens every day when we don't wait. When we don't wait. So you can imagine how he felt for the rest of his time being here. My wife is not dead. And I thought she was. Mm, mm, mm. That's why it's so important to stay in the wheel, man. I'm telling you, it could go so bad, so wrong. I just thank God that because of Harriet interceding on God's throne regarding me, I didn't have to walk in what she did. 
Because when God brought me back, the first thing I looked to see, and I'm, I'm telling you guys, listen to me. This episode is, is going somewhere. I'm not even aware that that I am really to marry this man from God saying this. Because before then, I was thinking people get married because that's what they want. I mean, you know, I'm cute. I mean, you, you know, I'm anointed. You know, we, you know, we feeling each other. Okay, well, let's do this. I never knew that it was something writing. I mean, written down. I didn't know nothing about the writing. I'm not lying, y'all. I didn't know that God written down somebody for everybody. You think I would have been, you know, out there just, no, I wasn't never out there. But I'm just saying, I've been in relationships. I wouldn't have been no relationship had I known he written somebody down. That's why you got to stay with God, man. And I'm running because I was like, you're so, you know, hard on me, God. But the thing is, it's not that. You're just trying to keep me. And guess what? I wasn't even, I wasn't even interested. But when I got back, the first thing I did was look to see where his wife was. I'm not even interested in you at the time. Why am I looking for your wife then? Why did that matter to me? It mattered. It mattered. My spirit knew it mattered. I walked in there. He the first person and the only one. I don't know what it's called at the stage. Pulpit, whatever it is. I'll find out. No one else was out there at the time. They were in the back. He was the only one up there, I guess, adjusting the mics. And he seen me walk in. And I looked. And he waved. Because God said, I want you to go to church. And you, and I don't, you know, it wouldn't be wrong if you went alone. Like, he can go to church to man. I'm not going to deny him coming to my house. But he's not going in there with you this time. I said, okay, I went alone. That man didn't want to go to no church. He was gone because of me. But... The thing is, I thank God for what he's doing in his life now with his family and everything over there. But anyway, I have to give you the end of a, a beautiful end. I can't leave nobody out there like God. You understand? That's not what we do. I can't just say, oh, the heck with you. No, made a mistake with you. But I still give God, you know, thanks and praise and intercede for you and whatever you call to do. But there's no more of anything with you and I. No more relations, no conversation, no any of that. You know how to explain. Many of times we're like, oh, the hell with you, quote unquote. But that's not what God said. Don't receive the truth and, you know, just, you know, curry somebody when you want to curry them when you're walking in that lie. I'm not like that. You know, you way over there. I don't even know where you are, but I thank God that he's keeping you. Let's leave it like that. But back to the, what I was saying. It mattered. I seen him and he waved because out of respect, I wasn't with that man. He waved. And, and his wave, it... Jesus, I just got that. It wasn't just no wave. I seen what came from that wave. I mean, oh my goodness. You got, oh Jesus, I'm trying to tell you, it was a lot that happened that day. <laughs> Spiritual, I'm telling you, supernatural. In that wave, I felt the line of the hands. It was power releasing from your hands when you wave. I felt love. I felt passion. I felt, Jesus, I felt all that in that wave. And I was like, hold on. You still feel like that? I'm like, what am I saying? Feel like what? My spirit was talking for me. My flesh didn't know hardly nothing. They didn't want to know. My spirit was like, you still feel like that. You still care about me. I was like, you still like me. 
Then all of a sudden it was like, you love me. Hold on, wait, you love me? You love me. I never knew he loved me. No. I thought he just thought I was cute and wanted to get with me. I didn't know God written people down. I didn't know. I didn't listen for that part. You can't hear half and I hear And the next thing you know, I look over there like, I'm looking for a woman with some kids. I didn't see anybody. I was like, do we have anybody? Didn't have anybody. Didn't have any kids. I know he probably, I don't, I mean, hey, probably trying to make moves. I don't know. I don't care. The point in the fact is, you were available. You were taken. She came back. He was taken. Her husband was taken. See, I wasn't even looking at him like that. I was just like, I wonder if he married. I mean, I don't know why it, it mattered. It mattered. I know now, but then I was, why do it matter? Because it does matter. <laughs> It does matter to be with the right one. It matters, man. It matters. You don't want to go home and see the truth for what it really is. And you were living here alive thinking it was the truth all along. You don't want to do that. No child is a mistake, but there is a writing God has written specifically for you. If you have children with someone that you're not to marry, you know, and you, God works it out that you do be with that one and you do have children with the right person. But some people do all that and find out when they get home. So there goes you and, you know, y'all one big family, but you definitely will be with the one that God called you to be with. You don't want it to look like a big shift when you get home. Like all you that's over here with you is going to be a shift. Now you with the right person. It happens every second someone departs their body and did that. See, that was the business all along. The business that God had me to be in his business. And that was to have eyes to see. I had to be honest. That's his business. I'm about his business. I have to be honest. That's why Christ went to that church. You know, it's that. He went there and was found there. He didn't play around with the church. You're not going to make my father's house out to be a mockery. And that's how I feel about you guys as a church. You know, God will put such fire in me, such might in the words that no one's going to try to tear you down. Because God's going to use me to stop them from doing it. It's going to convict them. It happens all the time. So you can imagine how much that I had to go through convictions from me being torn down. But he have all of you to hear. Why? So you know. Mm, he said that's how he builded up your trust regarding me. Because you hear what I really do behind the four walls. You know there's no lying and no fake in me. You know it's real. And that's what many of you say about me. Nah, cue real. 
because you saw the real deal. You encountered the real deal and you heard it. And he wanted all y'all to hear what it is for me to come up and come out so you can believe in me when I do. There was no lying in it. We saw you fall and we saw you get up. Now we really trust what you called to do because we see and we are part of your process. We interceded for you. This type of walk, you you got to really know how to have a lifestyle. My lifestyle is not to be in everybody's face all day. Even though I'm in people's face. My lifestyle is not to have, you know, a lot of people close to me everywhere I go all the time. And guess what? I wanted that. The devil, I know, I get it, God. He did the opposite. In high school, young adult years, had 15 close friends, 20 close friends. My whole life in school was so many of us. And the thing is, we weren't trying to be like that. Just that we kept accumulating cool people. And we kept getting along very well. Somebody from somewhere, you know, in D.C., we were just getting along. In Maryland, matter. We was getting along. And we was hanging together every day. And we still know where to find each other on Facebook, but we don't hang out. Some of them hang out together, but it's like... Yeah, we just, we love you. It's like, God, he didn't pull me away to say, no, forget y'all. No, it's just that I'm caught away and they're respecting that because they can feel in their spirit. It's supposed to be like that. I should be like, Father, where are my friends? I want my friends back. And it's not that I don't. It's just that I, I'm not, to, to be like, that's not my life. Like Jeremiah, it's not his life to get married. And yeah, he have male genitals. He have hormones and everything, but you can't get married. Wow, dude. You have to renew your mind all the time. You understand? So me renewing my mind regarding, you know, having all these natural friends. Like, let's go to the store. Let's go shopping. Let's go praying, releasing. Let's this. See, I thought all that, especially when it comes to a wedding. Oh, wow, Father, where are my friends? <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. Now, I have a lot of people in my, you know, in my reach. Love me. Love them. But no one stays close to me. I had to just let it be. However it be, it be. It just doesn't happen for me. Many people, even in my church home, we hung out, we hang out, we talk. And I'm, I'm telling you, for way back when, and you know, it's just when I see you, oh, we hook up. But it's not all the time. And it's not that you're nonchalant, you're not social. Oh, I'm a very people person. It's just that it doesn't last all day, all night for me. And people get that. They get it. He don't let me prepare with them. See? He didn't prepare with this man. It's like, it's a, a not, I don't want to use the word private too much because we even mis, misusing the word private now. We take it private and using that with secrecy. Taking trans, transparency and making it rude. We can't misuse these words. You know, private lifestyle is mean you're drawn away with God a lot. You're not in, and people, Moses was never in people's face all like that. He was called to lead all the people, but not in their face like that all the time. He had to stay here from God so much, and that's my life. And I was like, Father, you got to help me out with this. I want friends. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was like, I want friends. I want friends. Now, it doesn't mean I'm lonely. No, I have people, yeah. But it's not every day, all day like you guys. You guys hang out, go out. That's not my life. It's not. It would have been if it was. Look at Harriet. Who was close to Harriet? No one. 
She had people that work under her go to this place. Go to, she was instructing them. But who did she fellowship and hang with every day? Herself. Herself. She wanted to get married, but you know, it was for the most part her and God all the time. I'm telling you, Esther in the palace, who was there with her? <laughs> you understand? Yes, she go to the gate with Mordecai now, but she live in that palace. She eating there, bathing there, cleaning there, whatever there. She don't fellowship like that with women who don't even know her God. You can imagine how she stood out there. That's why he wanted her, because she came with purpose. And I was like, you know, when it comes to business, you have to know your purpose. What do you do? You sing, you write, you dance. Be supernatural with it. What is so super regarding your gift, regarding your business? What's super? Do it look like it's an average business? Because everybody can do what you're doing, but what makes yours supernatural? What makes yours to know that it's God sent? How is God sitting his weight on that? How? It's not because of the idea. Everybody has a good idea. But that's your business. Why? First know why because of who? God. God, I give this business, this company, this job even over to you. I'm not here to get paid. Whoever saw my life, God, that's unto the glory of you. Whatever you want to do, whatever you want to set, when it comes to cooking, what do you want on the menu today? Now imagine that. Every day is something different. Oh, God. Hold on, hold on, God. Imagine a restaurant. People come and tell you what they want and you cook. Oof. Oh, my God. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. Whoa, 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 let me Let me explain that. <laughs> because every restaurant, it gives off what it gives. It puts out what it gives. Popeyes, chicken, red beans and rice, biscuits, mashed potatoes, Popeyes, KFC, same thing, different batter chicken. Okay, we got Chick-fil-A, chicken sandwich. But I didn't understand why they have a cow as a mascot if it's a chicken place. Why not a chicken for a mascot? They have a cow. I don't I don't get that. Can someone explain that to me? I don't get it. But um <laughs> it may be something about it. I'm not getting it. I don't know. Do they serve, you know, a lot of milk there? I don't know. But I saw a milk outside. I mean a cow outside said this is a chicken place. Why they have a cow? I mean, let me know that mystery. I'll be glad to find out. And like, for example, gas station, give out gas. You know what you want where you go because the place gives off what they have to give. If I'm a dancer, you're going to want to see my production. You come, you're not coming to my studio to sing. You're not coming there to eat. You're coming there to dance or watch a dance. So when it comes to a restaurant like God is showing me in the kingdom, Ooh, you have certain foods because of what you give off. If you do chicken, if you do greens, if you do macaroni cheese, if you do soul food, you're going to have soul food there because that's what you give. But God says the restaurants in the kingdom, people come there and ask 
for what, I mean, excuse me, they don't ask, they request what they want and you make what, and they coming because of way how you cook. See, you can cook anything. Mm, you better hear that. You can cook anything. Mm, mm, mm. You can cook anything. <laughs> you can cook anything. Give you an example. That means you're going to have everything be able to cook anything. Now, you can imagine how big and prosperous that place will be. You understand? It doesn't matter how God wants you to break it up. It could be soul food here, Italian there, but it's all under you. You better hear that. See, we do the same thing all the time. I know when I want KFC, yeah, I go and get KFC. There ain't blue moon. But when you cook everything, they can't even escape your I see that inside. They can't even escape your gift. See, me, I can do all these things, but it's not what God wants me to do. It's to help you. That's my business being about his business. To help you and your, you understand? You can cook anything. Why keep cooking the same thing? And what I mean by that is not always, you know, changing your menu. It's that your menu is so blessed that people want more of what you got. What else do you do? You don't just do greens. You don't just do chicken. What else can you do? Mmm. This is what your eggs taste like. Wow. Your omelets like this. Wow. This is what your fruit salad tastes like. Mmm. See, it's not even about just the fruit. You get the fruit from the store. It's how God used you to cut different. Like, look at look at uh, fruit arrangements. Look how beautiful they make animals and all kinds of portraits and images out of fruit. Mm, it's a presentation, too. And you know how to present because you are holy and presentable. What else can you do what you got? Don't keep doing the same thing. I'm not talking about making it look different. No, it's not just that either. You can do so much more than just that. You can have this business to expand in a different way. So many ways. What else can you do that can expand this, that's coming out of this, that can make a, a way for this? I'm going to break it down again. A different level. Okay. You cook good foods, period. Okay, there goes, you know, you got a sandwich shop. You got a soul food shop. You got a breakfast shop. You don't have to do it all in one shop. You can have multiple shops because you're going to have people coming for multiple things. You understand? And God says he wanted to be how it is in the kingdom where you can, when people request whatever they want and that they get. Mm, mm, mm. That means you got anything. It's, that mean, that's Holy Spirit right there. You don't know what you about to cook. But the thing is, <clears throat> it also comes with time. Because some may want something that it takes a long time to prepare. That's why some places come with just having that as an establishment. For example, if you like, you know, leg of lamb, some people like chitlins and all that, it takes time to cook that. It takes a long time. You don't just go there, okay, now you got to wait eight hours for your meal. I don't even want it no more. No, God will put in people's heart with the prepare. But I want you to expand in what you do. Don't just do the same thing the same way. All that to say, regardless of whatever you do. You got to do it different. You can't even have a heart to say, you know what? I hear what you're saying, woman of God, but I'm going to keep doing it this way or I'm going to do it when I'm ready. I want to look like I'm listening to you or you causing my thing to prosper. Let me tell you something. I can't cause nothing to prosper. 
What I can do is quicken and sharpen you for God to have your life to prosper in the way that he has it to. Many of us don't want to take, you know, words from people and take advice because we're thinking that, you know, once it's all said and done, that they're the ones who really the cause of why it's prospering. No, they're not. No, Christ is for real, for real. Because he's the center of it all. Now, you imagine somebody coming to your place asking you for whatever, and there it goes. That means you have everything there for whatever they request. You can imagine what kind of people, how many people come in there a day. <laughs> it's not going to just be you working there, trust me, because you cannot do all that all that time. And God showed me going back to this dream. In the body, you know, he showed me what I do in the body. I'm a, I'm a cleaner. I like to clean. That's why I like to clean naturally, too. I wasn't always clean. Now, I wasn't dirty, but I was cluttery. I was cluttery. Not every place was cluttery, but, you know, I was cluttery. I wasn't a hoarder. I was just cluttery. It's just like I accumulated things I didn't even need. I never threw anything really away sometimes. It was just like, you know, why keep this? Oh, I just want to keep it for memory's sake. Uh, Throw it away. You understand? So I realized that God, you know, really used me to clean. clean. I had to clean up the jobs I was on. And I mean, literally clean up the people, clean up the place, the bathroom. Some stuff was just disgusting. Now I just got that. I told the man of God, you need me to clean your place. Oh, God. I just wanted to clean for him. Oh, God. I like to clean. But the thing is, I clean more spiritually than I do naturally. I'm called to clean in the body. That's why my message is for everybody and not just select a few. That's why I got to go back sometimes and break it down because I am very nurturing that I want everyone to get it. You know, childlike. I don't want no one to take away or add in. Like God said, don't take away or add in his work. Hallelujah. I love what I'm called and how I'm called. It feels so good to do that, to be that. I'm called to clean the body. That's why when people come for you and you're doing the best you can, God will use me to sit them down and hush them up. Until they humble themselves. That's, that's what a prophet does. He cleans the body. It gives a word to keep it clean. You know, the sharper your message, the more intense and the more, you know, the more intense it is for you. See, Jonah's message was so sharp because it was so intense. Do you know, Nineveh, it takes two years just to get around the entire town. That's a long time. I mean, that's a big place. There were 120,000 of them who wasn't aware they were doing wrong. And Abraham asked God, if you find 10 righteous out of them all, would you spare the land? I will. And look, there were 120,000 that were righteous. They weren't aware they were doing wrong. So how much more do you think God will spare them? Why we get angry when God wants to spare people who hurt us? So back to your business. Give it over to God and keep it there. It has to be supernatural. It has to glorify him. Your business has to glorify God. Seek God regarding your business. Because the reason why it's the way it is, because you have to change the way of thinking concerning it. You have to think supernatural about your business. You can't think naturally and expect a supernatural miracle. You have to think on the level of what you expect to happen. 
I can't think less than and want more than. Ooh, I have to think more than to receive more than. You understand? So when it comes to your business, I want you to do this today. This is the step for that. Father, I give this over to you. This is what you want. I thank you for people showing in my life. I thank you. But I'm doing this because of you. What do you want me to do with this? Take me where you want me to go with this. Flood me in with ideas regarding this. Because he's having you to expand. You're going to have more than one of what you have right now. It's going to be more than one. And for many of you who don't have a building, if you're out there and about, you're going to, it's going to always be more than one. It's going to be things and people added to you that's going to be more beneficial for you. But you have to take your mind off of you because no one wants to work with someone selfish. You may be nice, but still selfish. And what I mean selfish, I'm doing this gift and I'm releasing this because it's in me. But the thing is, God bless others to come alongside with you for him. See, you may have a restaurant and it may be a musician who God lead to play while you in there serving your people. And you're not called to stay in your own kitchen. Mm-hmm. That's why you don't see the person who made that Big Mac sauce in McDonald's. It's too many McDonald's for you to be in one place. I'm just going to put it in a package and y'all just get the sauce, but you don't know how I make it. See, that's going to be you and your business. You can't be everywhere at one time. <laughs> You're omnipresent. So everything about you is also omnipresent. Your gift is omnipresent. See, you have to do the best of what you have. It's not about, oh, what can I do to gain more customers? No. What can I do, Father, to be more of a blessing? When you think about them and not you, mm. see, God had all that to be done and said to me last night. He showed me what I do in the body. I clean the body up. I clean up the body. I clean it up. That's why sometimes you may have me, or you may see me. He may have me. You may see me remind. You know, he remind, use me to remind us. What we need to do? No, don't worry. No, you have faith. Don't you say that to people. Like one guy, oh, it got God. I mean, excuse me, it, it got me because it had God. You know, God said, get, go, go, go say this. Somebody got on social media. And they said, all of you don't even give nothing to God. Look how much, you know, you're supposed to do this. And they were pretty much putting you down for what you give unto God. Like, like you're just poor people. And God said, go give this message, Quenisha. Okay. And it came out so, woo. Don't you dare come for people who giving God their 10%. Well, you don't even give your 10%. How are you going to tell somebody to tithe and you don't even tithe? And I didn't even know that person did. It shut that person up. He took that. They took that remark off. They took that live post off. It's not about going back and forth. No, you don't win against God. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and keep speaking while God's speaking. See who's going to wind up shutting up, him or you. Regarding any of us. Because I walked into revelations that I didn't even know were revelations. I'm like, where this man's wife at? Why does it matter? It does. 
It's me. Mm. Jesus. There are people in the kingdom who paved the way for you today, who intercede for you right now. Harriet told me, I prayed for you. I didn't want you to end up like me. Because I was sent back to my man. He was unavailable. And God sent you back to yours. And he was. Mm. He thought she was dead. And I was walking in death. Mm. To have someone to see you. Who you're supposed to live life with. Walking in life with. Watch you make deadly decisions. Mm. They had to tear that person up. You don't want life with me. You don't want to be with me. You don't even want nothing good. You want something less than. I thought you were better than that. It takes a lot to get over that. To get over rejection. To get over, you know, feeling not wanted when you should have been accepted. It takes a lot. So to this man, kudos. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's my business regarding you. Thank you. To keep it clean. Keeping the body clean. That's why it's so big. People, when they come around me, they watch what they say when they give something. Because now they start to understand she's not being rude. She's not coming for me. No, that's God shutting me the hell up. Because he's shutting the hell out of me. Because I shouldn't have said that. I can't tear down nobody. I didn't mean to. That's why we can't speak from personality. We got to speak from purpose. And that's the promise. Hallelujah. So when it comes to your business, this is what you do. Give it back over. What can you do to bless them? And thank God they do so into your life. But it's so much more than where you are. Many of us been the way we are for some time. But it's time to come up higher than where you are right now with your business. How? Give it back to God. I don't care. 5,000, 10,000, 20, 50,000 you have in your account. It still, it still don't supersede what God really want to do when you give it over to him. You want to overflow in every area, not just in our account. Not just, you know, regarding the things in the natural. You want to flourish in every area. You want your children to flourish. You want your home to flourish. You want to just walk blessing upon, blessing upon. You, you want everything, your marriage, everything to flourish. And it shall too when you give it all over to God. That's the only way it can when we give it over to him. Hallelujah. Simple as that. I love you guys so much. I thank God for you all the time. Yes, I do. Now I know why it tears me up to not do the things correct that I know I'm supposed to because I'm created to clean. So to clean you and be called to help you, you know, help us, I have to stay in that place as well. I can't try to be used to help you and I'm dirty. And it's not me telling you what you need to do. That's not what I'm called. No one's called to do that. You know what you're supposed to do. It's just me setting a reminder 
It's me giving a word from God. Hallelujah. So give it over to him right now, and you're going to see.